0: Oh, I, I had a uh, moment last night at the uh, Westside Brian game. What kind of a moment? Uh, I overheard a uh, gentleman, and I—he's—he's I, he's a lot younger than I am. Uh, Use the word "folks." I would folks. say I would say this person was probably in their late twenties. Okay, uh, they were—they were—they were talking to a, a group of people that. Uh, were in front of them, and they used the word "folks," and my ears perked up, and I went, "Hmm." I go, "Yeah." Look at all these uh, in the back these, hey, folks. Uh, octogenarians that are here, and then I looked at the guy, and I'm like, "Oh my god, bless your hey, heart. you're folks. talking like Nick? Nick's a young guy, and he uses old people words. My dad says "folks," and he's 67. You know what? I don't use that. I know I don't, but I've never. I haven't heard. I haven't heard the word. I, I don't hear it as much, like you know, "folks." Yeah. But I heard it last night, and it's usually you know reserved for. Older people, because that's what our you know our parents hey, use folks. that word. I, I look, I, I almost wanted to go hug the guy. I'm like, who are you? You're an old soul. You a are young an old body. soul. Yeah, you should call. Maybe switch bodies
1: with his dad. Um, I've seen a movie like that. Yeah, there, I think there's like four or five of them. George Burns movie like that. Uh, did uh, I don't know if you eavesdropped enough on his conversation? Did he use supper? uh no oh okay. the supper dinner yeah. there's, there's a line where it becomes there is dinner. well and and it also like i think i think it tells you a little bit more about like where you grew up as opposed to like how old
0: you are folks i think is it's a, more of a ge- geography thing. folks is a midwestern term mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah oh yeah yeah at it, the at the florida man games they're not going folks folks yeah no it's now time for a mud race people it's usually people did you
1: so you're a you know, and born gentlemen. and born and born and bred in uh, Urbandale in
0: Iowa. Did you guys use supper or were you dinner people? Uh, my grandpa and grandma used uh, supper. Mine too. They lived on a farm. Mm-hmm.
1: They, my grandparents as had well. supper. Yep. And then I know, like my friends that grew, up, like I like one of my closest friends grew up in Central City, and he
0: still refers to it as supper. Um, so I think it's more of a small, like more rural thing. The, Kel- the Kellogg CEO would tell you that uh, supper or dinner that, uh, you should eat cereal to save money. As he went on national news the other day about the <laughs> rising prices in the grocery store. And he oh. said, you just eat cereal for dinner. Well, that benefits mm. people. I did go through that stretch. I went through a stretch where I thought Kashi cereal was the most healthy. thing. Oh yeah. That oh, was good for you. So I would yeah. eat that for yep. dinner. Then you realize, oh, all cereal yeah. is pretty bad. And you know, when you really don't care about anything. It doesn't matter what time of the day, what you'll eat. Like I used to eat chicken breast for breakfast. There was there was a time where no I dark up. thighs. Well, no, well, it was white meat back then. <laughs> back then it was like the Schwan's chicken patties. Oh yeah, oh those but are I, good. But I was told that uh, <laughs> hey, a great weight loss thing is to go the opposite. So go heavy and yeah. then work your day through light. Yeah, heavy
1: breakfast yeah. and then kind of dinner. Tough with this dinner schedule. dinner is basically like a
0: piece of lettuce. Yeah, like a I, yeah a green. I used to not like fight back on things that people told me i used to be very gullible believe it or not so when kashi came on the market
1: don't feel bad i did the same thing
0: i was like i mean i bought up all kinds of kashi stuff yeah i ate that cereal man it tastes like cardboard but i'm like hey this is going to help me i don't need to go work out it's just going to take weight off me yep yeah but now the Kellogg ceo says yeah people should eat uh, cereal for dinner to save money and there's a lot of kids going <laughs> yeah Having Rice Krispies and Fruit Loops for dinner, yeah. I am. In. Oh yeah,
1: it, well, and Reese now is eating a lot of uh, uh, Lucky Charms.
0: They're magically delicious,
1: and he prefers dry cereal right now. He doesn't like yeah. any milk in there, too. Oh, so that's, that's money. And
0: then he he's got, a man after my heart. I'm, I'm, i Milk and cereal is not for me today. See, I always liked it, but now he's
1: he's a big fan of dry cereal. And then he got like the, I don't know. They had a deal with the grocery store like two for five so we got them mm-hmm. that and then like the reese's pieces puffs okay oh those are money so of course i'm grabbing i'm grabbing into Eat those plenty things of that too. while you're young because one day a doctor i, I think you the, you can't. the only thing that i heard cereal wise that's actually like like low carb low like like sugar is this thing called magic spoon oh. and i remember looking up to see like oh i wonder how much that costs yeah it's ridiculous it's like I think you get like two boxes for like forty bucks, and I don't even think they're like big boxes of it too. Damn and prices. who the hell
0: knows what it even tastes like? I mean, it probably tastes like crap too. Uh, Don says uh, was the guy that used the word "folks" last night wearing trousers or <laughs> suspenders? Air monarchs? No, again, I, I think you trousers. The guy was late twenties, and and that's why I was for him. I was like stunned. He probably was creeped out if he would have caught me like gla- in my eye, you know, look my eyes glazing into his eyes. Um Dream we uh, Rule Invested says, what about gal? Gals? I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. gal su- as
1: much. is that more southern? Guys and gals? Do, I mean, did you yeah, guys in Texas, was, was it, were girls referred to more as gals? Not Good. where I was. Okay,
0: I feel like that would be more of a southern I thing. they
1: sometimes refer. Yeah. Never mind.
0: Hey, gals. Um, <laughs> all right, Matt, Matt Marina's coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Also, uh, Greg Gard not happy uh, with whoever pulled the fire alarm at Indiana last night. He <laughs> thought it was a great time out
1: oh mm, Crane students not that you'll need it tonight but
0: if you ever need that
1: hey back pocket mike I, woodson just pulling out all the stops they had a run
0: very hard to find out who pulled the fire alarm because there weren't very many people there last yeah. night
1: yeah if okay, the, okay, the, a the
0: couple times where they did a, a wide shot uh yeah. they the upper the upper balcony you know if you've been to assembly hall it's weird yeah it's a weird it setup like There isn't very much on the ends, and then it just goes all the way to the moon on the sides. Mm -hmm. But the upper level was basically vacant last night. I mean, you don't think if you're an athletic director and that's your sport. Indiana basketball. If people are voting with lack of butts and seats, you have to go, "Uh, where are we at? And then they won the game. That makes it even worse for (laughs) Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and uh, Fred even mentioned it. Woody's in trouble. Uh, On Monday night that they were talking about how you know PBA and you know, being 17-1 at home and how he thinks that it rivals some of the best venues in, in the Big Ten. And he was talking about being at Assembly Hall. And he said, when it's, it, when it's full, he it goes now. When we played, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as full. Like he, he made a point to mention that. It, and if you watch the game, you could tell when they would, again, like the wide shot, you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a lot of people missing up there. But even he mentioned it because then the next night, you had Caitlin Clark in town, yeah. and that place was yeah. banged out. I mean, it was Dan Romoli. I
0: mean, let's be honest. People at Indiana came to watch Molly Davis.
1: <laughs> they didn't come to Caitlin K- Clark.
0: Okay, uh, Matt is coming up at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, I, I got to defend the guys who were on three. Okay, sip, uh, Gascan, Robin, uh, Months, all of those guys. Abby. Um, so the the early rankings for prospects in the class of twenty five are starting to come out, and the state rankings have come out, mm. and just past history. I don't think there's a lot of guys at some of these recruiting websites that spend a lot of time like watching games. So you get a little, and they and they use these weird formulas. Twenty four seven got dinged on this uh, <laughs> on their state rankings, and it had nothing to do with Schaefer or BC or Brunsey. Is the formula that twenty four seven used? All of a sudden, the state rankings were really wonky, and like Jacob A Rope from Bellevue West, who I'm going to play in the state basketball tournament next week and then go play football at South Dakota, was the number one player in the state. And I was like, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Watch a lot of high school football. I, 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 yeah. I'm probably not who I'm going to agree with. So 24-7's rankings were really, really wonky, and Shafe took like, all kinds of arrows. He's trying to have his first addition to his family, and people are all on him and <laughs> like, you guys suck. And he's like, you do too, but I got bigger things to worry about. <laughs> um, so on threes is really weird. Um, now, you may disagree. So, on three, the state rankings for 25. and It's going to be another really good year in 25. And Nebraska is in a good spot to get another good haul of in-state guys. Chase Lofton, who transferred from Elkhorn North to the superpower, Millard South, will be the unanimous number one in the preseason. Peace, uh, Pierce Mooberry from Millard North. Then they have Jackson Carpenter, whose dad, Tim, from Columbus, played football at Nebraska as a tight end. and Jackson is down to, what is it, KU? I think it's KU in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zebert from uh, Platteview. And then they have Christian Jones. That list is incorrect. Rivals has, and Rivals came out yesterday with theirs, so Rivals has Christian Jones, the two-way player from uh, Westside, but he's a pass rusher. He also has a four-star. On three doesn't have him as a, as a four-star, but he is definitely a four-star. And then Chase Lofton, and then uh, Caden Vermas, who is at Miller North, who has committed to Nebraska. Tyson Terry, who's committed to Nebraska. And then... Uh, they're going to have to change this because they have Sebastian Serco, and I don't think Sebastian Serco is in the state anymore. Oh, yeah, you're going to. Oh, we're getting we're getting close to revealing time. <laughs> there actually are a couple of prospects that are no longer in the state. Okay then. But uh, Sebastian Serco is, I, I I think he's in Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, he left North, went to another school, and I, he's not in the state anymore. So they're going to have to adjust that. So. On three, it's not it's not the local guys, it's the national guys. But if I was doing the state rankings, mm-hmm. Christian Jones is number one, and he will not be knocked out of that spot. This is the state of Nebraska. We don't, we don't get a lot of pass rushers, like legit pass rushers. Christian Jones of Westside is number one in the state. Now, a, a, a guy who's going to get some run who has already committed Nebraska, Booth from Newman. Mm-hmm. Is a really really good player um, that you can't just go well. He's not in Class A. He doesn't play in Lincoln. No, he's a good player. But I would have Christian Jones, I would Tyson Terry, um, Vermoss Chase Lofton, and then I would go with uh, Booth. Those would be my top five as of today.
1: <clears throat> yeah, Crick, and I haven't seen a couple of the guys play, but Christian Jones, you know, first and foremost, just of what I saw, not only in the state champion or yeah, the state championship game and really kind of throughout the season following numbers, but then watching the Bellevue West game. There's, And this is how I've always, I know you've talked about this before and you see it a lot more than I do on Thursdays and Fridays, but when I was covering high school football, you always kind of had a sense of the guys that were, you you could tell who the D1 guys were. You could tell who was getting good offers because of the way that they stood out from a physical standpoint, but then once the, the game was actually being played, you knew where they were at all times because they were making impacts all the time. That was the one thing about Christian Jones in that Bellevue West game. Uh, you knew where he was. was just a, the, the dude was just a wrecker. And so I'm thinking about defensive players, and I'm thinking about guys that are standing out. And, and some of the, the, the past ones that I can think about when I was playing, when I was you know covering high school football as well, is – they're the easy, I think, the easiest ones to spot. Christian Jones, you knew exactly, exactly where he was on the field the entire time. He was either impacting the play, he was either making a tackle, or he was getting all the attention and the play was going away from him. So for a guy that you know is probably an extremely important recruit, not only for Nebraska, but a lot of schools could utilize his service it's hard for me to think that he wouldn't be at the top of most people's. Yeah, list there. If, he,
0: if if there's a list of uh, state prospects and Christian Jones is not the number one prospect, then what are we doing? Yeah, uh, but Nebraska could be in a really good spot in uh, in twenty five to uh, clean up in the state, and it, and those are just the five. They they have offers out to uh, much more. I think, I think they're at a nine in state offers. I believe. I think that's where they're at. Um, but I just want to come to the defense of the guys at on three because I noticed yesterday uh, there was some back and forth when they on three revealed their state rankings and they're like, Mmm. Like, Sean, what are you seeing? Like Jackson Carpenter had a, Jackson Carpenter had a big jump. Um, good player. Uh you know, I think Nebraska's in a good spot. Uh, but the jump that he made in terms of their rankings, which you know, recruiting recruiting rankings or recruiting websites now are all over the map. Like ESPN, I don't even know why you do recruiting. And yeah. you barely do recruiting. Right. Once you got rid of Jeremy Crabtree, you should have just shut the whole operation yeah. down. Um, you know, on three is still I don't know, still trying to figure out their formula. Uh you know, Rivals still does it well. 24-7 is pretty solid. I think those would be the two that I have the most faith in that are correct of the people that are on staff that evaluate. Film, or use the local guys' knowledge yeah. that go out to the games and feed them the information to make their decisions on who gets stars or where people are ranked.
1: Well, and in, with the, when it comes to in-state rankings too, like I would ask you, how, do, do people talk to you a lot? I mean, you you, you see these guys uh, the, on, lo- the, on a lo- weekly basis. The local guys, like yeah. The
0: local guys. I I've, I've very rarely talked to national guys, okay. but they're not. They spend a lot more time at, at showcases and camps than watching. Yeah. You know, I. I'm not really interested to go over to Lewis Central and watch seven on seven in the middle of the summer. Okay? No, I'm more interested in going on Thursday and Friday night. Right. Yeah, yeah I just less uh, sunburn with that too. That's smart. <laughs> or or less or less uh, Cam Newton potential incidents. That too. Well, hey, what? That's yeah. I still can't get over what and did, uh, that dude. What did what did Verz call the uh, seven on seven leagues? By the way, he had a
1: funny little uh, way to describe it. I can't oh, remember. It, it was yes. it was fantastic. But it, this is also kind
0: of. You have to ask him on Friday what he thought of Cam Newton at a seven-on-seven <laughs> seven event, because we almost, we almost in a lesser extent had one of those this past summer. It, I I used to, I used to be in the Discover AAU. These? I, I'm kind of I, I used to be in the I'm kind of still in the AAU basketball world. Yeah, but having somebody that played basketball, I would go to a lot of weekends right. away. So you would get to see the gong show parents and parents <laughs> who live vicariously through their kids or coaches that think they're Coach K. Yeah, and they're like, dude you Oh, it's, it's, and it, it yeah, was, it was, amu- yeah. it was amusing to watch. I didn't get as triggered as other people did. Um, but I was amused by watching people. And it, it actually, in, in my time, the, the worst are the younger. Mm-hmm. As it got older, I thought it got better. Like as, as Charlie got older and, and playing AAU, it, it was less, less moments compared to when he was younger. But 7-on-7, seven seven, you know, a 7-on-7 seven seven has blown up around the country. Yeah, Some states it's actually, you play for a state championship and it's sanctioned, like in Florida. Um, it's
1: huge in Texas. But
0: it's, it has it grown here. You know, Abdul's got a team. Mm-hmm. Steve Warren's got a team. Uh, there are more kids from Nebraska on the weekends are going out of state and they're playing in 7-on-7 seven seven showcases. Yep. And, you know, it's, it's been built up in-state where we have that quote-unquote state championship that uh, Soder has put on. Uh, the and I've gone to a couple of them. Seven on seven football from parents, <laughs> yeah, and 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 kids and coaches talking crazy has started to ramp up. I mean, it, it's not on the level of like the viral AAU stuff, yeah, but we're getting pretty damn close. Like I witnessed an incident last summer. Uh, two Class A teams were playing each other. Uh, two really good Class A teams, and there was a kid on one of the teams was just running it towards a head coach, a well-respected, well-known head coach in the Metro. Mm-hmm. He was talking crazy to him. Like, everybody that was there could hear it. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. And then you get parents that are chirping yeah. at players on the other team, and it's, it's seven on seven. <laughs> so the, I'm not surprised. So, you know, I mean, the, the Cam Newton thing, it, it sounded like he was talking trash yeah. and, and really agitated it. But it's still, man... If I go and jump a guy and he's wearing a uh, you know um, the hat and it never comes off and he's smiling while he's beating the crap out of you, man, I'm taking the L. Yep. <laughs> but the seven on seven stuff, I, we're gonna see as, as this grows even more. We're gonna see more of these viral videos of parents and players with officials just getting completely out of control. And then the AAU folk are gonna go, mm, "Told you so." Yeah. And I was I was never.
1: Never part of any type of incident that like boil over with like parents actually having a physical altercation or with coaches. Knew too many of those incidents. It'd been around enough teams where <laughs> we would always do this. We'd always say, "If something's going to happen, which parent do you think is going to lead the charge?" Oh, yeah, and we and we always we'd always have the exact same answer because you always knew. Yeah. Like and there was always either a couple of them, and that's the beauty about about coaching whether it's youth athletics or high school sports or you know some version of that is 90 percent. i'd even say of the parents are fantastic they're there for the right reasons they're there to support and they're not there to overstep their bounds they, they they're in it for the right reasons but there's just that loud minority that 10 percent that you think every situation is going to be like that and typically yeah you're always going to have at least one of them and these things like the 7 on 7 kind of like a niche summer thing where you know at the end of the day it's just you know for fun
0: Oh, it's, it's, there's a couple organizations here in town eh? it, it yeah it's, it's oh yeah it, it's for recognition it's for offers the, well
1: and, and i think that's where the the pressure ramps up all of a sudden this is how you maybe get noticed this is how maybe you can up your stock a little bit so there becomes some pressure behind that but as far as an actual team exercise is this going to count towards your your fall record uh, for the NSA no but it's just—it's amazing to me, like how those things can go to that level, yeah. to where you've got that going on.
0: Husker's actually and hes right. Competitive—that's Verse calls a competitive catch. That's right. Yeah, competitive there catch. Yeah. That was really good. Oh man, this kid was like—he <laughs> was like, "Hey, coach, blah blah blah. Shut your effing blah 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 blah. Go effing blah blah blah." And I was like, "Wow, Ooh, well, that is not polite." Well, now it did carry over into because I, I saw both of those. In, I saw, those, in I saw one team. Yeah, and yeah, they they, they like to they like to talk. Uh, uh, Matt Marinas uh, going to join us uh, here in a, uh, a little bit. Competitive catch. Yeah, it that's good. Now there there I have said this. There are some, the just the simple seven on seven. There are some basics that I think are beneficial, but you can't stop this. It is picking up, and it it's growing even more in this town. Like Abdul Muhammad, he is mm-hmm. all in on seven and seven, and they're very successful. Yeah. like he's got he's got a you know formula, and they 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 go to a lot of showcases. Um, but there are more and more like former players that are building up seven on seven teams yeah. and organizations uh, in this town. And you know, I, I, some guys are helped by it because they get the offer, and then nothing happens with it. That's the problem. All right. Matt, uh, a little bit a uh, little bit later Brandon Vogel as well from counterread.com. Uh,